Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. to God with our testimony for what he has done in our lives. I'd like us to just give a big round of applause as Brother Justice comes up to share his testimony. That's a very weak hand clap that you are giving. Hi everybody. My name is Justice. I'm so happy. Um, I received a miracle from God. Um, after the last Sunday service, uh, the communion, um, and Bishop asked us to raise our funds for miracle money. Actually, I forgot all my funds at home. I've got two mobile phones and I forgot them. But then with faith, I lifted up my hand and I hold my imaginary phone in it. And the following day, somebody I hadn't spoke with in a long, very long time took care of a bill that I'm supposed to be taking care for a long time. When we were having prayers in the morning on the Monday, uh, between five and six, I got an interruption from a, a text which wrote, I, I pay for my young brother's school fees. So the, this text read, Solomon's school fees has been paid in full for one year. Please tell me when the due debt for the next payment is due so that I can pay again. So, just want to please. Uh, Glory be to God. So we should really, really, really believe in the prayers that our bishop is professing of our lives. Maybe next week we'll have more people sharing on the miracle money. Can we please just give a big round of applause as Sister Madeline comes to minister to God in song. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? You don't sound excited. I 
to myself Somebody's lost, somebody's dying I can't keep it to myself I gotta tell somebody else For they've got to know That Jesus loves them so Please don't keep it to yourself You've got to go out and tell somebody Don't keep it to yourself Somebody's lost, somebody's dying Don't keep it to yourself You've got to tell somebody else For they've got to know That Jesus loves them so We all have friends a God who is willing to help them bear their loads. They don't know that He can see them through their darkest nights. How will they find I There's a God above He really understands and He can hear broken heart if they just give him a chance I must go we must go and let them know I can't keep it to myself somebody's love somebody's dying I can't keep it to myself I've gotta go out and tell somebody I can't to myself I've got to tell somebody else for they've got to know that Jesus loves them so please don't keep it to yourself you've got to go out and tell somebody don't keep it to yourself somebody's lost and somebody's dying please To tell somebody else, somebody got to know that Jesus loves them so. Somebody needs to know that Jesus loves them so. Somebody got to know that Jesus loves them so. Somebody needs to know. Jesus loves them so. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you happy to be in church this morning? Wow. Well, this morning we have a baby dedication and... One welcomes to Stasia and her family as we do the baby dedication. Let's just welcome them quickly. One welcome the babies, the babies, the mom, and wow, wow.
please please come up hello are you doing wow 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 so beautiful yes your mom is here isn't it yeah let's welcome your mom also all right all right wow these are angels Charlie, when you are being dedicated, if there were angels, my God, my God, wow, well, well, um, whilst they are settling, I just want to mention that in this church, we don't baptize babies, we bath them, because you, you bath them at home anyway. So we don't baptize babies. We dedicate them to God. Then when they are of age and they can make choices, then they decide that they want to be baptized. Baptism is not something that a parent decides for a child. Hello? Are you there or you've gone home? Uh So this is what we do when we have a baby in the church. We dedicate the baby to God. That when the baby is grown, the baby decides to be baptized. Alright, Jesus was about 30 years old when he was baptized. Do you, do you understand? And if Jesus was baptized at 30, why do you want to baptize, be baptized at two months? <laughs> do, do you understand? Yeah, so just to, just to be clear so that we are on the same page. Say amen. Amen. Good. So we want to ask the parents of the child to tell us the who are we dedicating? This child and this child. Oh, one of the angels. Wow. So we want to ask the parents to tell us the names of the child. Hallelujah. First, well, first in the order by which they came. <laughs> yes, they arrived on onto this earth. This one is, okay, I greet you all in the name of the wonderful Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Her name is Angela Hubeli. Is it possible for the dad to be the one talking? For the dad? Yeah, is that the dad? Okay, it's possible. Because it's the dad (laughs) who names the child, not the mom. So, sometimes we do it that because the dad is not around, but... What a man's got to do, a man's got to do. Yeah. Hello, everyone. How are you all? My name is Moses. Moses and greet you all in the name of Jesus. Amen. This one is my little one. Her name is Angelo. This is Amon. Okay. Um, we, we would like to also know the meanings of the names that you have for your child. So let's start with Angela. What does it mean? Uh, if you go through to the Bible, you'll find the word written Amahobo Amashe. So each and every name, whenever I mention my child, I go to the Bible. Okay. My name is Moses. My wife is Ruth. Go through the Bible, you'll find it. So everyone is in the Bible. I hope you are recording. We'll put it on podcast. <laughs> Since it's in the Bible, I don't know. I don't want us to struggle. So what's the meaning of Hubeli? You said it, but I didn't understand. Um, 
meaning it's a song of praise. Song of praise, like a song, a song of praise. All right. And Angela? Angel is an angel, it's a gift from God. No, it's not like I don't know the way you are looking at me. You get it. I just want to know what the parents want for their child. I don't want to assume. I could say she should become a footballer and the parents wanted to be a president. You never know. So, yeah. And then baby number two. All right. Since you are insisting. <laughs> Modern day women. His name is Onobubele Amon. Okay. Onobubele means um, he who is merciful. Wow. He who is full of grace. Wow. And he is a blessing from God since he was prayed for. So it's from God who is merciful. Wow. And Amon? Amon was his dad. I don't think it has That's why it's the dad is the one we As, I suppose we should say it's amen. Oh. <laughs> yes, Amon. Um, I decided to call my little one Amon because the late one, his name was Bruno. And I decided to call this one Amon because what thing we've been through with my family, some of the families wouldn't cope as you mm. are young. I decided each and every prayer that we make, even though I'm not most of the time at home, but I conclude each and every prayer that's surrounding our family. I decided, instead of saying amen, let me say amen. Okay. Okay. So it's a way of saying amen. Yeah, it's a, it's a macho way of saying amen. Wow. Anyway, hallelujah. One who stretch forth our hands towards the child and pray, you know, one who first pray over the names. Because sometimes these names mean good things, but they've been used in for the wrong reasons. Sometimes some of the names have been used for gods, for shrines, for different things. But I want to pray and ask the blood of Christ to sanctify each and every name. Because any time we call the children, we are making a pronouncement over the children. And want to make a pure and blessed pronouncement over their lives. Hallelujah. So I want you to stretch forth your hand from where you are sitting and pray that God will sanctify these names. God will wash these names with the blood and his blessing will be upon these names as we give the names to the, the children, as we give them to the children. Also pray that the blessing of God that make rich will be upon these children in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Just pray wherever you are. Just, just speak a blessing. Lord, we pray. We pray for this wonderful family and we pray for these blessed kids. Your word declares that children are a gift from you and blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them, Lord. We pray over Angela, Lord, let her truly be an angel. Let these names be sanctified. Let Hubeli let be, be a sanctified and washed name in the blood. And let it really be a blessing. Let it grow up to be an angel, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray for Amon, Lord. Let it really be so, Lord. Onobu, Onobu Bella, let the name be, be sanctified and washed 
in the blood of Jesus. We pray, Lord, let your blessing be upon them, Lord. Let them grow and let them do well. Let them be, be like pillars in the palace of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, polish them, Lord. Let your grace be upon Deliver them from evil. Let them fulfill their days and their years upon this earth, Lord. Let their childhood bring joy to the family, Lord. As they grow, let them be fruitful. Let them do well, Lord. Let their parents see them flourish at home and in your courts, Lord. In the name of Jesus, every arrow from the devil against them, we quench it now in the name of Jesus. And we declare, Lord, these children are blessed. These children are well. Provide for them, Lord. Let their school fees be paid on time. Always, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Grant them the best opportunities in life, Lord. The best opportunities in life, oh God. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. We as a family, as a church, we dedicate these children dying they were and dying they are. We thank you for such giving us the opportunity to play a part in their lives. You are the father of all and we hand your children to you. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus name. Wonderful. Now I want to ask the parents a few questions and we want you to answer honestly. Will you raise up your children according to the word of God in the fear of the Lord, allowing them to fulfill God's destiny and plans for their life? If you will, say, I will. Yes, I will. Please see if you will say, I will. I will. And together say we will. We will. Wow. Put your hands together for them. Put your hands together. I want to present you with certificates. This, the, these certificates are their first set of certificates that they will receive in their lives. Alright. This certificate says that they have truly on this day been dedicated to God. Alright. One day they'll be receiving certificates from universities, Vets University, Stellenbosch University, Harvard, Oxford, and all these wonderful universities. But this certificate is also of equal importance and want to present it to you. So I don't know whether we'll do it one after the other. You sure? No, we'll do it together. All right. Can you please put your driver?
Beautiful. Wow. Thank you very much. Put your hands together for them. Wow. Please make sure they get the pictures and that they frame them nicely and put in their living room and show it to all visitors who come around. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, let's welcome Cinderella to give us a song quickly. Let's welcome Cinderella to give us a song. Your name is Yahweh. You are the 
Amen. And put your hands together for Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, can I get a nicer amen from you? Wow. Beautiful. I said beautiful. All right. Well. Okay. So, amen. This past week has been a fantastic week. And God has been good to us as a church. Amen. We have dealt with the devil in a way that I'm sure that he will never forget. Hallelujah. You know? The, the revelation that Spa was sharing with you earlier on that we were chatting outside and suddenly there was a switch. And we, what I told, what the words that I used or what I said, that's the dream Gladys had and sent to um, the guy Lungani. Yeah, exactly. Friday night. And then Saturday morning she had a dream and she sent the dream. Is it you? It was what? A vision. Yeah, and she sent it to Lugani, and Lugani sent it to me in the morning. That's exactly what I said on the stairs. Hallelujah. Everything that Satan has brought your way, planned for your disgrace and your destruction, it will turn out for your glory. I said it will turn out for your glory. We are going to laugh at Satan and make a mockery of him. Yeah. He thought, oh, this thing is happening so that he can laugh at us. But we are going to have the last laugh. I say, you are going to have the last laugh. Hallelujah. So believe that we are entering into a time of miracles. Not that we have entered. We have entered into a time of miracles. Hallelujah. We are in a season of miracles. Your miracle is coming up. You are the next person to give a testimony. 
this week is declared a week of miracles, signs, and wonders. If you believe it, say amen. You will have a song. Bible says when God turned again, the captivity of Zion were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our heart with singing. Then said they that are in the hidden, the Lord has done great things for them. Where wait, we rejoice. This week you will rejoice. You have a reason to rejoice. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Good. Now let me share some thoughts with you for 40 minutes. And then we will go home. Somebody say amen. I started to share with you how to be a fruitful Christian from last Sunday. Amen. How many of you were here? How many of you were not here? How many of you were neither here or not here? All right. No, maybe you are not sure. It happens at times. All right. Good. So I said in John 15, 16, or I read from John 15, 16, Jesus said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that ye bring forth much fruit, and that your fruit remain. And whatsoever shall I ask me in the name of the Lord, the name that shall I ask the Father in my name, I shall give it. Amen. So Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And when I chose you, I ordained you. I made it official. Jesus chose you, and he made it official. Sometimes a brother may choose you. But he may not want to make it official. So he'll be hiding. In corners. Doesn't want anybody to know. But Jesus, when he chose you and I, he made it official. He said, everybody's got to know. He said, I can't keep it to myself. I've got to tell somebody else. When a brother really loves you, he's got to tell somebody else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every secret relationship is an evil relationship. Oh, as for this, that's why it's not part of the preaching, it's a bonus. Every secret, he says, let's keep it a secret. He has an evil intention. That is why when we are doing baby dedication, we say, bring the father and mother. There's no secret. Hallelujah. And if possible, bring family members. So it's not like you and Jojo have gone to have a child in Zimbabwe. No, bring the parents. So we know the parents also know about it. Somebody say amen. No, I don't mean small Jojo. I just... Why are you? Yeah, I'm talking about Moto Jojo. Yeah, Moto Jojo. Hallelujah. So he said, I made it official. Why? That you bring forth much fruit. God wants us to be fruitful Christians. Fruitful Christians. Jesus said in John 15, 8, he said, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bring forth much fruit. When we are fruitful Christians, God becomes happy. He's glorified. He's beautified. Hallelujah. So I said, I'm sharing with you five or ten keys, depending on how we feel, on how to be a fruitful Christian. Amen. And last Sunday I said with you one key. I said, have a spiritual goal. To be a fruitful Christian, you must have a spiritual goal. Amen. 
in anything you are doing in life, if you don't have a goal, you are going nowhere to happen. There's a program on TV called Going Nowhere Slowly. When I see it, I always ask, how do they know when they have reached their destination? Because you are going nowhere. So you don't know where you are going. How do you know when you have reached your destination? Hallelujah. Maybe when you run out of fuel. Or when the road gets finished. Do you get it? So without a goal, nothing works. Anything you do. If you are married, you must have a goal in the marriage. A goal to have a happy marriage. Or else you settle for anything at all. And some people have just, are just in a marriage just because of their children. They've just settled for... I mean, the, the, the marriage is like a wrestling ring. And you are in it. It's not a good marriage. Have a goal to have a happy marriage. And you can have a happy marriage. Happiness in marriage is attainable. Let the married one say amen. If you are in school, you must have a goal. A goal to finish school and to finish well. Many years ago, I met a group of people. I quizzed them. And I realized that their goal of being in school was to go to matric ball. Farewell. Farewell. Yeah, farewell, farewell. That's their goal. Throughout. I sat with a lady, I said, you will do cooking and eating. That's the course you are going to do. The way you are doing the school. With your goal in school, trying to be the most popular, the most pretty, the most known. When you finish school, the course you will get in the university is called cooking and eating. Yeah, not today. If I go deeply, it will bring emotional problems. Is it now I'm on podcast, so people hear my messages all over the world. So I'm now curtailing the stories. After this guy, when this is Priscilla's wife, stand up so they can see. This is Priscilla's wife, okay? Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Priscilla. So now, when she came, she said, she can hear their stories all over the place. So I've decided not to tell too many stories. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So have a goal, a proper goal in school. A proper goal in school is to pass your matric and go to the university. And when you enter the university, a goal in the university is to finish the university and come out with a degree. Not to become one of the political leaders on campus. I mean, you could. But that cannot be your goal. Unless you want to be a politician. Then it can be a launching pad for you. But you have gone to school, you have registered for law, and you are busy chanting, wearing a blue beret, and moving around on campus. Do you get it? Or a green one. I don't know whether ZCC Barrett or anything, but you know. Have a goal. The same way for your Christian life, have a goal. 
have a goal. Don't, it's not enough to just come to church Sunday after Sunday. Have a spiritual goal. This is what I want to attain spiritually. Pastor, are you saying everybody must be a pastor? No, not everybody must be a pastor. Even the ministry gifts or the callings of the ministry, there are five different ones. Pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, apostles. So, not all of us can even be pastors. But the basic goal for every Christian is found in John 15, 16. Jesus said, that ye, the reason why I have chosen and ordained you is that you bring forth fruit. That one is basic. It's not for pastors. It's not for church leaders. It's not for zealots. It's not for enthusiastic Christians. It's for all Christians. That basic, you must bear fruit. That you must be a fruitful Christian. And we define a fruitful Christian as a useful Christian. A profitable Christian. A beneficial Christian. So have a goal to at least, Claude, at least you will be a fruitful Christian. If nothing at all, you will be a fruitful Christian. You will bring forth, Jesus said, that you will bring forth fruit and that your fruit remain. Hallelujah. Key number two. 40 minutes, right? Key number two. Decide to be a good ground. Decide to be a good ground. Hallelujah. For you to be fruitful, you must be a good ground. Or be a good ground. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 4 is a piece of scripture I want to read for this discussion. Bible says, and he began again. To teach them by the seaside. And there, were, there was gathered unto him a great multitude. In that he entered into a ship and sat on the sea. And the multitude were by, were by the sea on the land. So Bible says Jesus started to teach by the seaside again. So it means he used to teach at the seaside. I don't know what happened. He stopped, then he came back, then he started teaching there again. And a great multitude gathered. May great multitudes gather in this church anytime we are teaching. Our goal as a church is to have 1,000 members. 1,000 members. And Bible says, verse 2, he taught them many things in parables. And he said to them in his doctrine, Hacking, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it came to pass as the sower sowed that some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the earth came and devoured, came, came and devoured them up. So he said, A sower went out to sow. He sowed some seeds. The first seed he sowed, it fell on a certain type of ground called the wayside ground. So you can be in the church. And be a wayside ground. And Bible says, when he sowed the seed, the birds of the air or the fowls of the air, they just came and they, they just picked the seed. And they went away. 
And he said that, and also some fell on stony ground where there was not much earth. And they sprang up suddenly because there was no depth of earth. But when the sun came up, they scorched them, or the sun scorched them. And because they had no root, they withered away. He said the second type of ground was a stony ground. This stony ground, because there was not much earth, when the seed fell there, it started to grow. When it grew, the ground said, no problem. But when the sun came, it bent it all away because it had no deep root. Then he said, and some fell amongst tongues. And the tongues grew up and took them that they yielded no fruit. He said, another time, they fell among tongues. When they fell among the tongues, the tongues said, okay, welcome to the family. Then they grew up and they choked them. They said, some fell on good ground. They fell on good ground. And they yielded fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. May you be that Christian that brings forth fruit. You yield fruit. That spring up and increase. That spring up and increase. There is a let him that has ear. Hear this. So after he spoke, the whole church was quiet like the way you are quiet. Because they were all thinking, how does he apply to us? How does he apply to us? That's what happens. So verse 10, the Bible says, And when he was alone, they that were with him with the disciples asked him of the parable. And he said unto them, To you is given the power to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to them that are without, all these things are done. In, this is a frightening scripture in the Bible. He said, all these things are done in the Bible. Then he explains why he said, That seeing they may see, Yet they cannot perceive. That hearing, they may hear and not understand. Lest at any time they be converted and their sins be forgiven. It's a blessing when you hear the word of God and you understand. Which means God is trying to forgive you of your sins. Yeah, when you hear God's word and you are... He said, that seeing... I mean, imagine you are a teacher. You are a teacher... And you are teaching children. This, this, this is Miss Kemp. She's my cho- she teaches my children. She gives them more. Since she came to the, she's new in the school. But my children are also new. Mrs. Chura is also here. She also. Since she came to the school, every day my children have homework. Even homework that. Hey, my son is like a scientist in the house. When you come to my living room, my living room is full. Cardboard, this, that, different, every day we are working in the shop, internet, buying things. Hey! I said, wow, your school has changed by having this teacher. Yeah, yeah, you can feel the difference. I mean, you, me as a parent, I can feel the difference in my house. Yeah, homework. Hey! My children had sleeping time, half past eight, because of Miss Kemp. Now the half past it doesn't work. 
11, they are still working. I say, aha, welcome to education. Thank you very much. But imagine that you are a teacher and you teach children. What the, I'm explaining this scripture. I said, you teach so all the students are in the class. They can hear. They can see. But they don't perceive. They can hear. But they don't understand. How do you know that they don't understand? It's when they bring the report and they come and show you and it's 32. 32. Me, my house, I don't accept 60. 60. 60, 60. Then let me pay 60% of your school fees. Yeah. If I put 100 rands here and I put 60 rands here, how many of you will choose 60 rands? All of you will choose 100 rands. Why is it that when you write an exam, you are happy with 60 and you are not happy with 100? I, I even don't accept 70. I look at you and you say, oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I don't want to shout at you for you to be discouraged, but I don't accept it. In my heart, I don't, because you're on your way. And when it comes to exam re- reports, when you are lower, the grades are higher. As you go up, it reduces. From experience, I've been to school before. It reduces. So when, I, when you are sitting, I was sitting with somebody who has 70s. I told them, look, we have to push the 70 to 80s. Because between here and matric, whatever happens, you will drop about 10. Yeah, no, I mean, at the same work rate, you are likely to drop about 10 marks. So we should be sitting pretty at this stage. We should be sitting at 90, 80, 90, 80. So that by the time we get there, when you drop, you are between 80, 70, 80, 70. Clap for me, clap for me. You are being converted so that your sins will be forgiven. That's why I said clap for me. The students are bored with me, but I mean, it's not a, it's not a popularity contest. I'm the same person who preach next Sunday. Not a popularity. <laughs> yeah. So when you go to class and you understand what is being taught, you demonstrate it. By your exam results, we see. We see 75, 85, 92. Then we know that you really understand what is being taught. Yeah. Not 28. You say, 30 is a pass mark in South Africa. Yes. We agree. Are we, we, we do, but, I mean, the type of president we have, if you don't agree with me, he'll just, he, uh, with him, he'll just shuffle you. I mean, shuffle you. Yeah, Praveen Praval. Blade in, blade out. Yeah, he shuffle you now. So we agree. But take it to UKZN and see if they will accept you. They, 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 would, same, they are also in South Africa. They would never accept you. Yeah. Only this type of um, city. Back to my time is finished. You guys are using up my. So it says, lest at any time, the reason why we talk to them in parables is that we don't want them to understand or see, or else they will be converted. And when they are converted, their sins will be forgiven. Then he asked them, Know ye not this parable? 
How then will you know all parables? He said, if you don't understand this simple parable, how then will you understand the deeper parables that are coming? But the sower soweth the word. The first thing he wanted to establish is that what is being sown is the word. I'm talking about being a good ground. Hallelujah. He said, the first thing, what is being sown is not money, is the word. So as I'm preaching now, I am sowing a seed. And the seed is good because it's the word of God. If this word fails, it's not the preaching, it's the listener. I say it again. If this word that I'm preaching fails, it's not my preaching. Is this is the is the is the ground that is receiving because the seed is good because it's the word of God. Even if I just came and I read the scripture, the sower so the sower soweth the word. It's enough, it's supposed to bring forth fruit because it's the word of God. So now we have to look at the ground. So he says in verse 15. These are they that fell by the wayside. Where the word is sown. So the word was sown at the wayside. And he said, these ones, once the word is sown, the devil comes immediately and taketh away the word from their hearts. So he said, the first type of people who are hearing, the reason why they are unfruitful is that as soon as you preach to them, the devil comes and takes away them. So it's like, if you, how many of you have done farming? If you have done farming, wave with your right hand. Your right is opposite to your left. A little agriculture. It's like you have dug the ground, you have put the seed there. As soon as you put the seed there, and you cover it and you turn around, then somebody comes and opens the ground and takes, takes the seed from the ground. How many of you see that there's no way that type of ground can bring forth any fruit? Even if there are nutrients in the ground, even if the ground has good intention, because the devil is allowed to come and remove the seed, there's no way they can bring forth fruit. Sometimes you see the preaching is coming just at the point God wants to talk to you. Then your neighbor starts to talk to you. Yeah, just at the point where God is about to give you a word for you. That's when your neighbor has remembered a joke. A joke. A joke that he, she had in 1942. A joke about Adolf Hitler, whom you do not know. There is, is that, do you, when Adolf Hitler had a, a beard a, or a joke about Steve Biko at this at the time that God do at the time that God wants to reach you immediately Mininox remembers a joke that happened during the struggle a struggle which she was not involved in and she starts to tell you sure it says immediately when the word is sown, the devil comes and he takes away the word. So the word cannot be. Don't allow the devil to take away the word from your heart. Yes, yeah, somebody's trying to say, hey, hey, hey. look, let's listen to the word. After you can share your jokes. Let's listen. Let's listen. Let's listen. Let's listen. Let's listen. Let's listen to what he's saying. 
Let's listen. That's a deep revelation. Let's listen to what he's saying. Let's listen to what he's saying. Sometimes, just when the preaching has finished and you are dissecting the preaching in your mind and trying to decide, what should I do? Then something comes to disrupt. It's all the devil trying to remove the seed from the ground. And he went on, he said, likewise, these are they. These are they, likewise, that are sown, that are sown on stony ground. Now he starts to explain the second time, the stony ground. They are sown on stony ground ground. And he says that because they don't have much earth, these people, they receive the word and immediately they are excited. They said they, and they that hear the word are immediately excited. They receive it with gladness. But because they have no root in themselves, when affliction arise, when affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake, they become offended. He said, the second group of people, this is what happens to them. When they hear the word, they feel so blessed. Wow. Wow. I was, look, I was so happy when pastor mentioned that 30% is not good. I was so very, I, 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 it, it ministered to me. I was so happy. I, I, I changed my mind. I was just working aimlessly, but I, I've decided that from today, I, I must have a goal and I must work very hard. Now I want to get 60%. I, 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 I've got my mind made up. I've got my mind made up. And they are filled with strength and joy. So as they are living here on Sunday, they are so excited. I'm going to change the way I study. I'm going to press further. I'm going to do my best. Then when they get home and they see the size of the textbook. Can I have an old ragged cross here? This thing still exists. Wow. Oh, really? When they see the size of the book. They see the size. Wow! How many days do I have left? Two weeks. How many pages? 662. Four. Hey, pastor. Pastor is wicked. Four. No, no, no. It's too much. How can I learn 662 pages in two weeks? It's like pressure. So they change their mind. They, they become offended means that they change their mind. They stop obeying it. Because now the word is bringing pressure. Persecution. If you are not married, don't be sexually active. Because because of the following, number one, it, 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 so many sexually transmitted diseases can come to you. Number two, it is against the law of God. Number three, it leads to unfaithfulness. Number four, it's an activity of demons of immorality. And number five, the pastor said it and you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> then he said, from today, look, pastor, I will never, 
I tell you never, never and never again shall a boy shake forth his hand and touch the Lord's anointed. Then you are moving. I've got my mind made up. No more. No more. I won't turn back. So Jack comes. And Jack says, hi baby. I see you looking flying. Eh? I want to take you on a ride. Till you become mine. So wow. Mr. Jack. Go ahead with your life. Because I've got my mind made up. And you are moving. Then John comes. John, Max is the last killer. John comes. John says, Well, sugar, when I look at you, it's like I see the stars. I want you to be the first thing I see when I rise up and the last thing I see when I go to bed. You look good, girl. I like the way you look tonight. And you say, wow. Then you turn to John and say, hey, the devil is a liar. I rebuke you. I say you are moving. Then you go to school. Then your friends start laughing. Your friends say, hey, sister spirit, you think you will go to heaven by being like that? You think you are, you are the pastor, eh? The pastor is happy at home with his wife. And you are moving around here. Letting your chances slip by. Jack came, you said no. John came, you said no. You think you will become a nun. And you work at Nando's. From there, you start to say, hmm, pastor, is he really sure of what he's saying? Because my friends are now laughing at me. So Max comes. Max got a beard. Any guy called Max, you have to be afraid of him. My brother-in-law is called Max. Very, very short and wild guy. You see him, you have to be afraid of him. No, you never come to visit. (laughs) He was my class prefect. (laughs) That guy. So Max, he's got this beard and he's just there and he'll be looking at you and he'll be biting his fingers. And he starts to sing. Feel it on my fingers. I feel it in my toe. And he opened only one eye. As though he has an eye problem. And if you say you loved me, come on and let it show. Then you are smitten. You are not smitten because Max has more wraps or he looks cooler. Because I told you that Max is short. 
Yeah, I mean, he's very short. The shortest so far. You are smitten because your friends laughed at you. So he says, these people, they endure because they have no root in themselves. They endure, but for a time. A small time. But when persecution arrives, they give up. Because of the because of the preaching. Some of you, by being serious in God, your family members may not like you. Yeah. Like you. The last time I saw my family was three years ago. Three years ago. Just recently I went to see them again. They said they hope that this is not an installment for another three years. Yeah. When persecution arrives because of the word, if it's a stony ground, usually the word doesn't go deep. So one broken heart you have. So you are angry with Jesus. As though Jesus is the one who broke your heart. You didn't even ask Jesus when you said yes to the guy. But when he broke up, he says it's Jesus' fault. When he broke him, you didn't ask Jesus. Yeah. Third ground, I'm finishing. He said, and there's another ground. These are they which are sown amongst thorns. Such as hear the word. Then verse 19 says, But the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, entering in. He's now explaining why the tongues choke the word. He said, The care of other things, or the cares of life, the deceitfulness, the lies of money and success, and then the last, the desire for other things, entering in through the world, and it becometh unfruitful. He said three things come in to make sure that they be, to ensure that they become unfruitful. He says, the cares of this world, the things that we have to do, our everyday cares. You have to go to school, you have to go to work, you have to pay your rent, pay your bills. Do everything that all of us do. Look after the children. Everything, when they come in, when the care for Adele comes in. When the rent for your shop comes in. Then he says... The deceitfulness of riches. It's like when people have become rich or when people become successful. That's number two. Then he says, the last of other things, desire for other things. My friend has a blue shoe. I must have a blue shoe. Blue shoe, blue bag, blue um, pom-pom. And my pom-pom must be bigger than hers. So that I can stand by her and say, is your pom-pom bigger than my pom-pom? Yeah. The last of other things. Everybody's got a car. Everybody's got a car. I also have to go and get a car. Meanwhile, you and even have to get a brand new car. Meanwhile, your salary, you need to start with a car that is 30000 to move you point, from, from point A to point B. Marysburg is a small place. 
It's a very small place. You just need a car that goes forward and can go backwards. It's finished. And when you park, you can lock it. That's all. He said, oh, no, 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 no. My friends are driving a Mercedes. And my other friend is driving a BMW. So I have to drive an Audi. Even this, my friend has an Audi. So I'm, sometimes even the Audi they are driving is not for them. When I was in Ghana, my sister put a 4x4 at my disposal. Yeah, 4x4 Toyota something. This 4Runner or Pathfinder or Wayluka. One of these type of big cars. And I was just sitting there. Come zoom, zoom. So when you see, you say, wow, when I saw the guy, wow. And you know, usually I look good, so plus my good looks and, and the car. My God. Even me, myself, when I step out of the car, I step aside and I look at myself and the car. I said, wow. I visited a church, the one, the pastor there told me, you look like a bishop. I said, yes, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my father was in heaven. I said, yes. Meanwhile, the car is not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. It's not for me. So you look at me and you say, wow, I must also get this car. And you are going to take a loan. That in your lifetime, you will never finish paying. So that you can also ride a four by four. Meanwhile, I've come back to my inherited car from Bishop Larry. I'm riding in it. And it takes me to wherever I'm going. It has never left me on the road before. We went with that car to Zimbabwe and we came back. I said, if this car can go to Zimbabwe and come back, there's no way in, there's nowhere in Marysburg that it cannot go. So, everybody's taking a boyfriend, so I must also get a boyfriend. And, and another boyfriend who can pay the bills. So you go for this pot bellied a guy who's pregnant, eight months of pregnancy, eight months, eight full months of pregnancy. Come, come, come. Yeah. And he's walking, hello baby, let's go, let's go down. Oh, hold me like uh, the way you hold me, usually. And his stomach is in front of you. Like May the Lord deliver you. Yeah, because the last for other things. Because of that, the Bible says, they choke the word. They, they come and they suppress the word. To choke, uh, you are a man. To choke is to, no, you, Claude. <laughs> viens, viens, viens ici. Viens ici. Choke la la. This is, come, come, Einstein. This is the word. Please collect this word. Let, let's go on the stage. Come, come. Einstein left. The curse of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. 
the last of other things. The word. The word. Now, this, 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 this guy, what's his name? The curse of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the last of other things. It will come like this. Hold his neck. And add the other one. And squeeze it. Squeeze it. Squeeze it. Squeeze it. I don't think you ask. The look on his face, you are not squeezing. You are, no, no, he won't. The word will not be smiling. I say squeeze. For many of us, this is what it is doing to the word. How many of you think that this brother has a chance? He has no chance. The reason why we have been preaching to you over and over and over again, we are seeing little or no result, is because of that thing. Please hold him. Because of that thing. So the word doesn't stand a chance. Whether it's a word on prosperity, whether it's a word on fruitfulness, whether it's a word on holiness, whether it's a word on tithing, it doesn't stand a chance. Because these three things are joking. They are joking. I don't think Einstein will eat today. No. He will not even get home. Terence, you have to help him. Yeah. Thank you very much. Clap for them. But the fourth type of ground, the Bible says it was a good ground. I finished with this one. My time is up. The fourth type of ground, it was a good ground. And what it did was that it brought forth fruit that sprang up and increased. He says, and these are they that are sown on good ground, such as hear the word receive it. They hear it and they receive it. To hear is different from to receive. It means they hear it and they accept it. They stop the argument. They hear it and they stop arguing with the pastor. They stop arguing with the Bible. They say, if it's in the Bible, it must be right. They absorb it. They understand it. They see, they see and they perceive. To see and to perceive means they see and they take note of it. They notice it. Or they hear and they understand it. Wow, this is what the preaching means. This is what it means. So they hear it and they receive it. And when they hear it and they receive it, what happens is that they bring forth fruit. Some 30 fold, some 60 fold. Psalm a hundred fold. May you hear and receive from today. May you be a good ground so that you can hear and receive. What does the good ground do? It hears and it receives. Your, your prayer should be when you come to church to hear and to receive. Hearing, we have to speak and it goes through your ear. But reception depends on you. The argument man. Sometimes even you are arguing over one thing which has nothing to do with you. 
as I'm preaching, I still know people are arguing with me over the 30%. And they said, this man must be very wicked. He doesn't accept 60%. I've, we've passed that teaching. It wasn't even the main reason why we were preaching. It was just a side window. Just a side door. It's not even the main door. It's the side door. I know as I'm standing, people are still stuck at that point. <sighs> Some people are stuck at the loan. Yeah, they are stuck at the loan. Hey, why is pastor saying we shouldn't go and take a look? But if I drive a four by four, it will look very nice. So through, I've, I've moved past that stage. You are still arguing with me in your head. If I have the microphone, I'll also explain to him why I must drive a four by four. It's for safety reasons. It's for, are you an army officer? Are you an armed robber? Are you, are you, what are you? My respect is a small place. Chevy, Chevy Spark. It will go everywhere. Ford car. Ford car. I mean, it's so small that they didn't know whether it's a toy or a car. So the owners of the car had to call it Ford car. So that you know that it's not a toy, it's a car. Yeah, it's good enough. May you hear and may you receive. And when you hear and you receive, you bring forth fruit. May you be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in its season. And its leaves do not wither. Whatsoever you do, prosper. Lift your hands and just begin to speak. Or stand to your feet, lift your hands. Just begin to speak to God and say, Lord, help me to be fruitful. Let me be a good ground. Let me be a good ground. Help me to be a good ground. That when the word comes to me, it will produce fruit. It will yield fruit. It will yield fruit. It will yield fruit. It will yield fruit. Everything that stops me from receiving the word, I curse it today. I curse it today. I curse it today. From today, I will not argue with the Bible. I will receive it. I will receive it. Jesus said, as many as received him, to them he gave power. Anytime you receive something, power is released to you power is released to you. Receive the power to be fruitful in the name of Jesus. Receive that power now. Lift your hands and just thank God for the word. Thank God for the word. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for exposing these four types of grounds to us. Let us not be wayside sheep. Let us not be stony sheep. Let us not be tony grounds, Lord. But let us be good grounds that we will be fruitful in every area of our lives. Fruitful spiritually in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. I pray for anyone who's struggling. Let power be released to them. That they may do well. They may advance. They may be fruitful. Anyone who feels like giving up. Receive power. To endure. To the end. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. And everybody said. Amen. Say a louder amen.
Put your hands together for the Lord. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I know deep in my heart that I am not born again. If I am to die today, I will not go to heaven. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. If you are here like that, I want to say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift up your right hand in the privacy of your seat. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up. Every eye closed, please. Every head bowed. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. I don't want to go to hell. You lifted up your hand. Please come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. My brother, come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me, I'll pray with you. You lifted I don't want to go to hell when I die. Come to me, I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. 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 Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, I am born again. I will love you. I will save you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Petrov Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.